Ah, that was good. <laughs> oh my God, is he in the room here with us? I'm afraid he's in the room with me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, welcome back, everyone, to another, dare I say, spooky, but also delicious episode of the podcast. I always want to say delicious. I don't know why I gravitate towards a delicious I mean... episode. If we're making corn syrup blood, then I guess it could be delicious, mm, or, or at least sweet. Or ketchup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, but it is another edition, another a uh, spooky season episode of the Show Dependent Podcast. This one's coming to you around Halloween, because Halloween's on, what, a Tuesday this year? It's weird. Something super fun. I don't know. While I, while I do enjoy that Halloween is always on the 31st, because that feels like a spooky day. Mm-hmm. it's also like the fact that it can fall on a tuesday is a bit of a bummer indeed feels like a weekend holiday but either way show dependent what is it we talk about things that we love from our past how they shaped us into who we are today and see if whether or not our relationship with that thing has changed is it still important in our lives or uh i guess we could also say is it an ever-present omniscient being chasing us down from city to city from friend group to friend group Mm -hmm. sort of not letting us move past our past Mm. or is it something that we've largely gotten over and we uh we don't even show up for the sixth installment of it damn we'll have have to see what happens (laughs) on this one but uh i don't know if i want to call myself the host i think that's fair hey what's going on it's the host you can be the host (laughs) my name's eddie and with me, as always, is my lovely better half. She's the wow. uh, color commentator here. Chartreuse. Her name is Kayla. <laughs> Say hello. I will always make that joke. Hello, everyone. Is that a joke from something? No, I just say it. Okay. And we teased it at the end of the last episode. We weren't sure if it was going to happen, but surprise. Hold on. Surprise, <clears throat> Sydney. Oh, there you go. I was about to do it. Surprise, Sydney. How was that one? It was it was decent. Okay. Yeah. Well, surprise everyone. We have our good friend Bird back in the stew with us today. He's a dare I say our resident horror expert. I think that's fair. Because while we love horror, I would say Bird, he's got that little extra. And he's got the PhD to match. <laughs> now don't don't look at those credentials, but as I said in the last episode. He brings a sort of gravitas to mm-hmm. us that uh, I frankly can't get into because my opinion is a very base level. Like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> That's and then, fun. And then Bird comes in and brings like analysis, analysis mm-hmm. and breaks it down and gives us some metaphors. And I'm just like, huh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, enough about me talking about him. Bird, what's up? What's happening? Well, that is quite an introduction. I, I truly appreciate it. Um <laughs> Maybe not PhD, but definitely a graduate degree mm-hmm. in horror analysis and criticism. Um, Hooray! So I'm excited to uh, continue the tradition of an annual look at mm-hmm. an excellent piece of, of horror. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, absolutely. I mean, if it's Halloween, it's got to be Bird. Caca! How is everyone doing today other than, you know, excited for the spookiness, excited, amped up? I'm, you know, watching this movie always pumps me up. Oh, yeah. 
So I mean, today I'm just I'm just excited. Plus, I don't have to work tomorrow, so I got that little. You know, I took a little day the off. Boost, yeah. I'll take a got a little uh, serotonin boost from knowing I ain't got to go into work. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling fantastic. How, how's the mood in the room? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, it's a busy time of year. Uh, I work at a university, and everybody's getting ready for <clears throat> enrolling for classes, and we're at midterm season, uh-huh. so. You know, it's definitely a little bit of a hectic time. I got a lot of traveling coming up here, oh, but Lord. it is the most wonderful time of the year mm-hmm. in, my, uh-huh. in my household, uh, because with Halloween means lots of spookiness, lots of horror and uh, Halloween party that oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. kind of become an annual tradition. Um me and my partner bought a house this year. And so- <laughs> you know what's really scary? A mortgage. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's true. That'll that'll keep you up at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking but, wake yeah. up, wake up to a shape in the room. And you're just oh Jesus! You rip <laughs> the mask off, and it's just the mortgage behind. No. Like, oh Lord, no! Yeah, that that that's the night he came home. <laughs> There you go. To a mortgage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, Halloween is a we should get into it, but Halloween has definitely been become, I think, a bigger thing for our generation as we've gotten older. Mm-hmm. You know, because we I think we're the last generation, not to be a be millennial that old man millennial in the becoming uh-huh. boomer. But <laughs> we were we uh-huh. were the last generation. Do you have any spumoni? Stop we're, it. We're, Stop. <laughs> Bird, do you know what spumoni is? I've heard the term, but I can't say You it. don't know what spumoni is? Okay, Neither did I didn't I know until either. this one. So I, re- I recently started working in a independent slash assisted living facility as a waitress. Uh, spumoni is a kind of ice cream. It's a mixture of chocolate, pistachio, and cherry. And that's what spumoni is and boy oh boy does the silent generation love them some spumoni <laughs> it's like they're also the favorite. last generation to remember it yeah i had never heard of it until i started working there and i was like oh wow this is something yeah we I have to try it yet we got to try it one day but it is just a very funny word that for some reason i knew of i want to say it's like maybe like looney tunes or something mm, like that put that right. in my brain or animaniacs anyways i don't know i just feel like millennials we love halloween as we've gotten older we love the ability to uh dress up be a little scary be a little spooky and just have fun with it mm-hmm. you know kids these days uh they don't really get down with halloween the way we do no that's very sad to hear um I mean, it's it's so much fun because it's one of the only holidays where there's two equally joyful times in your life to experience it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. amazing, mm-hmm. you know, being able to trick or treat and dress up and kind of act a fool. It's awesome. Uh, and then adult Halloween is even better. Oh yeah. And and so that makes me really sad that it's not as big anymore i definitely know that like trick-or-treating it 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 seems like and i understand why i'm not saying it's necessary but like you know when i was a kid like my dad would take me and my sister to go Mm trick-or-treating 
and then when I got a little older, they were just like, you go with your friends and go you know, on ahead. <laughs> right. Go around the neighborhood and, and everything like that. And now it seems like the move is a lot of like safe harbor Halloween yeah. Yeah. Go to the school or something. And you go to like classroom to classroom and I get it. Like it's, it's supervised. It's safer. Right? It's, really mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. It's definitely think. not. Yeah. And the, that's like, Oh my God, I can, it reminds me of one of the last times I went trick or treating. I, I went pretty late. Like, I think I still went when I was like 13 oh. or 14 with my friends. Cause it was, you know, I, I still have a baby face, so I can, I can pass as, <laughs> as pretty young, but you, you um, could go today. I could, I honestly could, I could probably get away with it. Put a little M&M costume on, only show your face. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you cover your face, if it's a full body costume, nobody's going to know. Can I interject really quick? Yeah, go ahead. I have a coworker who, for whatever reason, is just obsessed with the idea of dressing up as a crayon. (laughs) Interesting. But last year, and she told me this last year, but then she didn't end up like going out or going to a party or anything. So Mm -hmm. she just had this costume sitting in her closet and she never uh, you know got to dress up as a crayon and she has the same dream of dressing up as a crayon for halloween why is, why is this the obsession <laughs> it's a strange choice but i think it's hilarious and mm-hmm. also i just want to be able to create what other people want to create you know mm-hmm. i want to be the facilitator to their dreams as well oh that's nice but speaking about hiding anything behind a mask we are covering the 1996 masterpiece mm-hmm. from Wes Craven, the yeah. one and only Scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or should they say? <laughs> Absolutely. Written by Kevin Williamson. Wrote that down there. You mean Buddy wrote that down? Our head yeah, research buddy. assistant? Yeah, he, he did the research. He found that out for me. A man who uh, also wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer. I like those movies. At least We've the been... movie, yeah, yeah. The, that I found out was also a book, because everything's oh. apparently a book. But uh, I just have to say, Wes Craven, crazy that that's his name. That man was born for horror. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah. And yeah, 1996 was a time where, you know, we'll get into it more later, but horror was kind of on the rocks a bit. It needed a shot of adrenaline, and here came one or more. People shambling around in a little black cloak with a white face costume. Perfect. Completely revolutionized the genre and gave it that shot of adrenaline it needed to, I'd say, propel it into the current day. Mm -hmm. Where I think horror, probably the most popular it's been in a long time. Yeah. There's so much horror coming out. Not Mm -hmm. always for the better. but True. (laughs) We'll get on into that here. We should start at the beginning with our meet cute. It's a meat cute baby. It's how we met this thing. But wait, there's more. Hang on to your seat, baby, because this one's a screamer. I think I honestly didn't watch this movie until I started dating you, Eddie. Fantastic. Yeah, I I was raised Mormon. I was a, <laughs> and still kind of am. <laughs> Why? It's true. I know. It's just very funny. It's like essentially the same thing in my mind is like being Amish when it comes to media. Hmm. It's like if it was even slightly raunchy, 
even some PG-13 stuff, like some of my Mormon friends weren't allowed to watch. That's too heavy. Yeah, it was a lot. But I watched this first with you and I was not scared, but I liked it a lot, which was surprising because I was I was like, oh, it's a horror movie. I'm going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be afraid. But I wasn't. And I liked it a lot. And I think it's very, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the details later, but I love how tongue in cheek it is. And it's very self-aware, which is one of my favorite qualities about it. And I think the acting is really fun. And we have one of my favorite actors in it Mm. that we'll get to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For my part, you know, I, I would attribute so much of my horror Early horror days, early horror experiences to, I want to say, AMC. That was like the network where they would do all like the, they'd do it big for Halloween. I can't remember what they would call it, but yeah, like the marathons. Uh, October came around, they would start showing all the classics, like Halloween, I'm pretty sure I watched that on there. And I want to say that they also showed Scream on there. If it wasn't AMC, it was like TNT or something. They got the movies. But Mm -hmm. Cable is the first time I watched Scream. And it's just, I mean, like you said, the referential stuff, all that stuff. When I first, when I first saw it, wow! When I saw it the first time, I was just like, "This is the coolest shit ever!" Like they, they know what horror is, and they're making fun of it. But also, this is a legitimately good horror movie. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just like the coolest thing ever. I will, when I was younger, I was definitely that kid who, like, if a twenty four was big. When, like, I was younger in, like, middle school, high school, I would have been, like, pretentious. Like, that guy who's just, like, oh, A24 is smart as fuck, you know? Like, they know. They know. Like, that would have been me. Because oh, that was boy. all about, like, if something referenced something, I thought You got all it. the illusions. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> guess. I don't know if you knew. Oh, hey. I was fucking that guy. Chris. <laughs> and I still am a little bit to this day. But Saw Scream on TV, cable, with commercials. Absolutely loved it. And uh, we'll probably do an episode on this other thing later, but I do have to say Scary Movie also got my love for Scream up a ton more because, as I just said, having something reference something else was like the peak of humor, comedy, and like pretentiousness in my mind as a kid. So uh, being able to see all the allusions to Scream and Scary Movie and all other horror movies to me, it just made me like Scream that much more. So, uh... Yeah, we'll break it down into how I feel about it today, but Young Eddie, huge fan. I have, like, really vivid memories around Scream before I even saw it. I remember being at my grandparents' house. I don't remember how old I was, but I was young. Um, And, I mean, this was so long ago that uh, there were, like, paper TV guides that you would get, Mm -hmm. or at least my grandparents would get monthly. Yeah, And so I remember um, it was... I was at their house and it was October and I remember flipping through the TV guide and I remember seeing scream in there and I read the description of it. And the description was enough for me as a little kid to actually be scared. I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's, that's so scary. That's so terrifying. We could shake it in your boots. Yeah. I I think it like, I think the description referenced like, Drew Barrymore, like yeah, she was a huge marketing piece for this film, huh? Well, well, yes, but like they like mentioned. I mean, they didn't mention Drew Barrymore by name. They mentioned 
that it was like after a teen is brutally murdered and left hanging with their oh, inside. Yeah. It was it was mm. really like descriptive. Hmm. And I remember it was just enough to like uh really scare me as a kid. That's pretty I, intense. Yeah. And I remember also just kind of being obsessed with the mask even before I saw it. Like mm-hmm. it was around, you know, at Halloween time. I remember yeah. like making like my mom and I made these like styrofoam uh graves as you know oh. decorations for Halloween. Yeah. But in our yard, and I remember I put like here lies scream, not knowing like <laughs> perfect. Not oh, yeah, knowing yeah. that it was called ghost face. You were a cool kid. Yeah. So, so I remember just kind of being like oddly obsessed with the movie before I even saw it. Um, <laughs> I think I first saw it. I was probably in like middle school, maybe when I finally saw it. Mm-hmm. I, re- I watched it on Stars. Um, oh, nice. And was, yeah, and it was. It was like a Friday night, like late on a Friday night. I wasn't doing anything. I was at home and I just happened to see that the movie was on and I I was hooked. I loved it um, so much. It's At that time, I don't think I was like terrified mm. by it per se, but it's so good and, and it's mm-hmm. so effective. And I think, yeah, I, I just loved it. I, I loved everything about it. So yeah, at very much remember being connected to it as a kid and then uh-huh. once I finally did see it it was just um yeah I mean it's a it's a top five all-time horror movie for me oh yeah easily I'd say yeah. easily as well that definitely reminds me of like when I was younger because I really didn't have access or any kind of awareness about horror in general like Michael Myers Jason Ghostface, like these staples of horror that we talk about. I had no frame of reference. I just knew they were scary. Yeah. They freaked me out. I was like, why is this making me nervous? <laughs> Something in the collective unconscious was like, you should be afraid of this. And I was like, oh, okay, I will. Yeah. I am. I am afraid. <laughs> I mean, they're good designs, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Ghostface, which they say in the movie, which is fucking wild, but it, it, it existed before the movie, right? Which I think that's a real life thing. I'm correct. I believe so. So it's like it's a mask that's based off of Edward Munch's right the scream. The scream. Whoa! Mm. How'd they get the name for the movie? Right, no. exactly. I, I do think that was very intentional. That guy's name is Scream. <laughs> right, no, his name is Scream. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, you know where I was thinking about that from was Wu Tang Clan has Ghostface Killer and like, oh Ghost- yeah, and mm-hmm. Wu Tang Clan predates scream by like 10 years that's true yeah. so this the screen mask is very ubiquitous the ghost face mask so many fucking you know i'm a mexican man so many little mexicans running around with their fucking ghost face <laughs> mask and all that and before we get on to getting to know each other i do have to say this is literally like the only time my brother ever did this to me but it's funny because this brings it back is <laughs> for some reason my brother being the fucking just random doing dick move that he decided to do I want to say I was like 12. And one day I'm sleeping, which is something mm-hmm. I have a tough time doing to begin with. Uh, and uh, I just feel like a tap and I turn around and I, everything's pitch black and Ghostface is in front of me. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I remember like freaking out, like pushing out, you know, like fully like I'm about to die. Defensive attack. And then it's just my brother and he's fucking laughing. I was like, what the fuck? So. 
this is definitely a uh, a real life scare for me as well because mm-hmm. I didn't feel that sort of terror as a young man until that day. And he literally never did anything like that before or since. He just decided <laughs> to do it one day, <laughs> and I don't I don't know why, but it was fucking terrifying. So let's uh, let's get to know some more scares here and uh, really dive into uh, what helped us form this movie into an obsession. Oh. Question mark? Getting to know each other. Stop it, Billy. Would you all right? I can't take anymore. I'm feeling woozy here. Why don't we start it off by starting at the beginning? Always a natural starting point. What one, do you mean? One of the most iconic horror openings ever. You know, rivals the uh, When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. That's a very iconic opening. Uh, this is just an insane opening to a film. It's very much very famous and been told by every other podcast that's done Scream. But Drew Barrymore, big name, killed off in the opening moments of this film. And I think this, like, this is the type of thing you would see as like a short film, this opening, <laughs> and be like, damn. They could make something out of this. It, <laughs> it is just insane how good this fucking opening is. I remember, uh, I think I showed this in a class once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were a couple of people that had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And they were very much like terrified because they had no context for what the movie was. Mm-hmm. So like the way that the tension is is built that you have her her on the phone we're watching her on the phone but then she's being watched from the outside it 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 builds this kind of dread and fear and claustrophobia of like being stuck Mm -hmm. and so it's uh, it's it's just such a great opening and then uh to that point about it kind of being you know, iconic by killing off Drew Barrymore at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psycho was known for doing something oh, very yeah. similar mm-hmm. to Janet Lee, uh, killing her off in the in the famous shower scene in Psycho, and definitely that was a choice that I think Wes Craven had in mind when he when he decided to 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 kill off Drew Barrymore early on and. It it just it sets the tone for the movie. It's funny in parts and scary in parts, and yeah, just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's so insane. It it almost feels like something that, like, if you stumbled upon it as a kid, you'd be like, "Huh? Oh, look, Drew Barrymore. I know who she is. She does like funny things and like sweet, lighthearted things." And you just keep watching and all this and that. And then as soon as it takes that turn, which I love how it just does it on a dime. Mm-hmm. It's just like the, uh, I want to know who I'm looking at. And she's and the music swells and, and your, like, your fucking huh? eyes widen huh? and your ears perk up. And you're like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Oh, I mean, I want to know who I'm talking to. And you instantly know. Like, if anyone had that happen to them in real life, you would be so fucking scared. Shitting my pants. What the hell? So I couldn't imagine like kids stumbling upon this and be like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, I, I just love the idea of people just naturally finding these movies, which is kind of like what we did as kids, you know? It's like sitting down and being like, hey, this is on. I'll watch it and see what happens. 
Oh, I was going to say the thing that's interesting, because you mentioned the other famous movie that Kevin Williamson was involved with. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Yes. So I know what you did last summer has some pretty famous names in it. Yeah. It's a pretty poorly acted movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a fun time, but it's it's it is not a well acted movie. Um, no, the bodies the bodies fill the spaces that need to be filled. Let's just say that. Right. This movie is superbly acted um, on all levels. But I was also going to say, most of these actors were pretty well known from other things, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, obviously, Drew Barrymore was the most famous, but Neb Campbell was in Party of Five. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, obviously, Courtney Cox was in Friends. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll be there for you. Oh, good. Cat in uh, Ready to Rumble. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where we knew him from. <laughs> At the time that this came out, this was big budget, big or not big budget, but like big. The expectation was that this was something where teens knew who these actors were and were mm-hmm. excited to see them, right. um, and including Drew Barrymore. Yeah, such a great opening. Um, I love that they jump right into all of the references that are going to yeah. happen throughout the movie. Um, you know, talking about a nightmare on Elm Street. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. she says, "Well," uh, and then you know, she says, "Oh, that's your favorite scary movie." Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "Oh yeah, I like that one. It was scary." And then she says, "Well, the first one, the rest sucked," right. which is a you know, wink, wink, inside joke since Wes Craven. <laughs> directed A Nightmare on Elm Street, did not direct the sequel. Mm-hmm. He did direct Dream Warriors, but um, the rest of them he had no involvement with. So, um, you know, that is obviously a through line throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. uh, jumping into it right there. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's great. I mean, we could, honestly, we could spend fucking, what, hours just talking about this beginning scene right here. Because it just, I mean, it sets the tone. Like another scene, I think you uh, wrote down, perfectly encapsulates the film so good but we i think we should move on a little bit Mm -hmm. and just talk about ghostface himself the character of ghostface and obviously you know through all the years if you know scream uh there's been many many different ghost faces but this first one obviously just gives us the uh, framework for everything that's to come Mm -hmm. one thing that i think we all love about ghostface is that ghostface is a person yes and because they're a person always they're uh not perfect these motherfuckers (laughs) fall down trip get hit in the head you know just take bumps left and right and like like, you'll hear them go like (laughs) fucking like grunt and stuff Mm -hmm. it's like my favorite thing ever because on the one hand it's like comical but Mm -hmm. on the other hand it does like it shows that, like, hey, you're not dealing with, like, a paranormal creature here. Yeah. Like, this is not fucking, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger. This is not Jason in fucking space just fucking chasing you down the corridors at fucking just walking speed as you're sprinting. <laughs> like, Ghostface will sprint after you, and he will fall down if you throw shit at him. He will mm-hmm. take damage. And you just never know who the fuck this guy is. Or a girl. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, we last time we 
did a podcast, you know, talking about Halloween. Oh, yeah. You know, we talked about the shape as mm-hmm. this kind of like worldly presence. Um, and this is not the shape. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. And in that first scene, they, I, I love like, uh, she goes outside and she's looking inside and you see Ghostface, like, you know, yeah. he's like, hunched over with like the knife and he like is rushing he, he doesn't know where she is and you can right. tell yeah. mm-hmm. Michael Myers you think that he's omnipresent and he always knows where you are oh yeah um, I just love like immediately it's like he's like the ghost face, like, I don't know where she is but <laughs> no. I don't know and then he makes like the weird choice which you know again so many people have talked about it like when is it when is it the one guy when is it the other guy yeah we're not really gonna give too much away by saying their names. I don't want to keep a little mystery here. Oh, but I just think it's funny to see at the beginning, like he makes the weird choice to just like headbutt the window and go through it. It's like, <laughs> what is this guy thinking? He's wearing a mask. <laughs> like, he's good. It's like, like, like he's a just helmet. operating fully off, like just like I don't really know what's going on. I'm just going to improvise, and they mm-hmm. improvise throughout like the whole film. But yeah, I mean, this guy takes a bump first thing, like he trips down and falls over. He has to get up. Yeah, this guy is not. He's not. Mike Myers, he's not the shape. He can seemingly be handled, but it's just like they have Ghostface for whatever reason. Just wants to keep going. And yeah, you can stop him. But it's also a weird thing, like my last thing for this little bit is that they also do a really good job of showing that he's human. And like he never really up until like the final, like final like sting, oh, they always come back type thing Mm -hmm. they never really exude like superhuman strength they're like otherworldly like oh you shoot them 20 times in the chest and they keep coming like if you shoot them in the chest 20 times it's not gonna get back up unless it's the final final well that's the (laughs) that's the only time other than that these guys don't really take damage so you're just you're you're dealing with a human here and that in a way i think is a lot more scary for a lot of people is the real life like this could be anyone absolutely yeah it's uh it's it's kind of refreshing to see and i think it would have been refreshing for people at the time to see that where they're so used to at that point like very established slashers Mm -hmm. and then to see one that is a lot more realistic Mm -hmm. and you know fallible i I Mm -hmm. think it's entertaining well, another thing about Scream, aka Ghostface, but I love the idea that his name is Scream, which is just fucking hilarious. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, because that's such a kid thing, you know? Rest in peace, Scream. Oh no, it's Scream. Scream's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Scream. Here like Scream. Father, brother, husband. I mean, Scream, Scream has mystery in it. It's the mm. mystery of who the hell is this and why are they doing this? And I think a thing that I instantly fell in love with was, and I don't know, it's funny because <laughs> I think I saw a TikTok, someone was talking about how, like, uh, when they watch, like, horror movies or mystery movies like this, where it's like, you know, a lot of people kind of pay attention and piece together and try and figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. When I first watched this, I had zero, like, inkling in my mind of, like, figuring out who it was. I was just yeah. along for the ride. But I love looking back on it as an adult, how, like, they do such a good job of making everyone just a little sus. Mm-hmm. Just a little, like, because whenever someone is attacked, no one else is in a room. 
everyone mm-hmm. else conveniently is like, oh, I off think camera. I, yeah, I think I left my hot dog in the washing machine. Let me go get oh. it. And then just, <laughs> you know, everyone just leaves for no reason. And then you get attacked. And when the scene's over and uh, fucking Neve, a.k.a. Sydney Prescott, is alive and shooken up, all of a sudden everyone comes back and is like, you know, I got my hot dog in my hand. It's soaking wet. Mm-hmm. It's got detergent on it. It's like, what happened? What I missed? Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, I fucking love how seamless. Because you're suspicious of everyone. Mm-hmm. If you don't and, know what's happening, you're suspicious of everyone. And in, in the words of Randy, everybody is a suspect. Mm-hmm. God, Randy. I love Randy. Randy's so fucking cool. If if we <laughs> were also, to cast also a nerd. I if we were to cast Randy out of the three of us, bird, you are Randy. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but it's <laughs> you true. Heavy Randy vibes over there. I love it. And in but a good true. way. <laughs> yeah, it's always I I really like Randy as a character cuz he is like the intelligent audience member, right? Cuz he doesn't realize he's a part of the story until it's too late. Well, he 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 does. Yeah, cuz he's, he's trying young. to paint himself, right? Cuz he's trying to pin it on Billy the whole right. time, right? Yeah. And, and also I'm flattered cuz I've always wanted to be like Jamie Kennedy, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, dog. Remember when he had that fucking show? And it was like a rapper? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, based off of like Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember they had like circle, circle, dot, dot. You I got songs? my booty shot. You think that girl is hot? <laughs> I think I'd rather not. I fucking had, I downloaded those off of LimeWire. I don't doubt burnt that. burnt them onto a CD. That's how fucking, and it's like, I don't know. Did I enjoy the songs? Yeah. Do I still kind of? Yeah. But also, that's pretty cringy mm-hmm. <laughs> to have that hanging. But anyways, but but yeah, to go to go back to your point, one scene in particular that I like a lot, and I don't know if it was intent. I th- I mean, I think it was intentional. Mm-hmm. There's a scene with where Sydney's in the bathroom. Oh yeah, like Ghostface or somebody you know pranking her uh as mm-hmm. Ghostface. Oh yeah, like comes off like like his hiding by standing on like one of the toilets in the stall and then comes off the toilet and you see like boots mm-hmm. and then you see the um you know the the kick the gown or whatever mm-hmm. you call it um get put on and then you know Cindy runs out and then there's a scene later where the sheriff is talking to Dewey and he looks like smoking a cigarette and then he throws the cigarette down and he stamps it out and it goes down and you see boots yeah. that mm-hmm. just take color. Right. And it's, and I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, it's the sheriff. Um <laughs> and that that's how good they were at kind of keeping it a mystery. At least mm-hmm. at least to me. Yeah. Uh that every literally everybody, even minor characters, you know, could have been. That's crazy. And I mean we we can get to the uh all the characters we've mentioned some of them by name but we could just really quickly talk about them and like their role in this because obviously randy he's like the smart guy who like knows he's in a movie but doesn't really know he's in a movie and he like sort of acts like the audience and be like i know all these tropes because but as you were saying like by now people have been beaten over the head with like slasher tropes and what mm-hmm. happens and it was very well established like the virgin and the final girl and who dies and who doesn't all this stuff, all these tropes. And it's just it's just so fun to see the meta of it all. 
and see someone in there who like knows what's going on actively tries to like figure things out as they're happening and he still just like doesn't really know what's happening Mm -hmm. because it's almost like maybe a commentary on the audience of themselves would be like you're not as smart as you think you are because everyone's like oh if i was in a horror movie i would survive it's like oh i don't know maybe and i think just all these characters are so cool i remember as a kid i was like god they're all so cool look how cool these guys are i want to be cool yeah randy knows his horror fucking Stu is over here cracking jokes he is the weirdest for me randy and Stu are my favorites who are y'all's faves who do you like the most if maybe you had to pick one if i had to pick one it'd definitely be Stu. but uh what what are we feeling here i mean there's a big difference between like who i like as a character and who i'm horny for so (laughs) (laughs) well you could say both i love billy by god Jesus Christ. My guy Skeet. Jewish. <laughs> Skeet. Mm-hmm. Skeet. Um, adorable. Fantastic. And he looks great today. He was in Riverdale, which was super weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's very charming. I really... I don't know. It's hard. I feel like I really like Tatum. Tatum is likable. Because I think the nice thing with Tatum is she kind of disrupts that expectation Mm. of like, she's, you know, she's obviously supposed to be the popular, pretty, vapid girl, but she never fully falls into that. Like, she's always really empathetic. Mm. She, you know, she's dating kind of a dumbass who's not (laughs) a jock. Stu is not a, you know, he's not somebody you would point out as an intellectual but <laughs> she's guy. she's also very likable, which yeah. I feel like a lot of the stereotypes which she was trying to like kind of holding place for tend to not be very enjoyable people. But Tatum's pretty fun. She's very go with the flow. And I love her death. It's very iconic and ridiculous and She's she's a cool character. I mean, awesome Sydney. Like we have to love our final girl, but we stand. We stun Sydney. One of us has her tattooed on their body. So yeah. Oh yeah. So I wonder uh, how you're feeling about this. Who's your favorite? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I think Sydney is the best. Sydney is tied with Nancy Thompson in Nightmare on Elm Street as the best final girl, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, <laughs> Because she doesn't follow any of the rules. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can contrast her with um, Drew Barrymore, uh, Casey Becker. Mm -hmm. The first scene where Casey is kind of like, you know, she's sort of doing like the flirty thing. And then when things start to get scary, she freaks out. Mm-hmm. And, and understandably so. Like she's not they're not trying to say that she's yeah. stupid or anything like that. But Sydney does kind of the opposite. She just immediately pushes back and is like, all right, I'm gonna call your bluff. I'm gonna go out onto the patio. You can't see me. <laughs> the nose picking. Shout yeah, out like to John Cena. Doing the John <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then obviously Ghostface comes at her in the house and she immediately is kicking and and pushing back and she punches gail weathers when gail (laughs) love it 
Honestly, the most feminist move of this entire film. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, awesome, you know, haymaker. Mm-hmm. It's so and good. I, I just think that she's she's got so much. She just brings a lot of gravity to that character, and you mm-hmm. care about Sydney. The best final girl, you're like you're rooting for them to survive. Yeah, but you're really rooting for Sydney to survive because not only has she gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. But she's she's making the correct choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, she doesn't hesitate to when she thinks it's Billy. She doesn't hesitate to say, "Yeah, it's it, it was Billy," and like mm-hmm. leads to him going, you know, to jail. And you know, unlike a lot of the other final girls too, like a like Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. and Halloween, where she's kind of nerdy and shy and reserved, and then mm-hmm. she blossoms. Yeah. You know, as the movie progresses and in the final, like, confrontation, that's where she kind of becomes active and, mm-hmm. you know, um, heroic. Sydney is very confident. She's, you know, popular, but she's not, like, a mean girl or anything like that. So she just seems like a very real person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I love Sydney. Um, she's, she's my favorite. And, yeah, I, I also... Nev Campbell... In 1996, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yum. no, no, no. I'm not saying. I mean, yes, she was beautiful. Yes, yum. <laughs> yeah, yes, Always, yes, yum. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> that she was so perfectly cast for this movie at that time because, like, it's iconic. Like her holding of the phone, oh. like, just everything is like she's just perfectly cast for mm-hmm. for this. Um, so they're all great characters, though. Like, you're not really, you're not rooting for anybody to to die mm-hmm. and yeah like tatum is you know mm-hmm. funny and uh obviously randy Stu and billy are the, the, everybody gets everybody's excellent it's again it's shine. Also a testament to the acting these are not like amateurs off the street because again <laughs> no. like, to go back to comparing it to halloween where like you needed donald pleasance oh yeah yeah in order to give that movie legitimacy mm-hmm. and to really like give a performance mm-hmm. in this one everybody is like very comfortable and like knows what they're doing and so oh, yeah. that oh. helps the characters really really thrive yeah and i think it also really shows because no matter i mean one this film doesn't really have special effects which i am always a fan of when it comes to horror because you're you know for the most part if you rely on practical effects it will tend to age better in my opinion but i think another awesome thing is that a lot of the time in horror you can really feel if the cast is enjoying what they're doing Mm -hmm. throughout the film and i think that i mean i haven't looked at any behind the scenes stuff or anything but it seems like everyone on this cast was super happy to be involved in this project and it shows which is why scream is so good because it's they they know they know it's ridiculous. They know what's happening is not, you know, not anything anyone can prepare for. And even if they are prepared, like Sydney, you know, oh, what does she say? Like a blonde bimbo who runs upstairs instead of going out the front door. It's insulting. And then she's forced to do the exact same thing. And it's like, yeah, you can, you can, you don't know what's going to happen. This movie shows you, you know, mm-hmm. again, as the audience, you're not all that. No. I also think it's, I don't know, it's interesting that, you know, in this film, we start off with a couple kills, Casey and her boyfriend, and then kind of no one dies for a good while. Yeah. 
kind of like you know they kind of attack sydney nothing you know she makes it out and then we get the suspicion gail shows up dewey's there fucking dewey's hilarious in this (laughs) i don't know he's he's simultaneously like a kid yeah deputy dewey like a kid but also a man of the law and i mean that's just great play right there but it isn't until is the principal the next person to die i think so because mm-hmm. i mean because... the next scene that ghostface shows up in is at sydney's house but yeah. sydney survives after making it didn't i mean i was too young but like I love the AIM 911 call. <laughs> yeah. Was like, what the fuck? Didn't People know don't do that, that today. <laughs> you know, it's probably so much faster now. Yeah. After that, yeah, I don't think it, it, until it's Principal Henry, like, oh, played wonderfully by Henry Winkler. You yeah. He's so cute. The He's fuck? such a likable person. <laughs> he comes in with this, hey, what's going hey. on, kids? What are you doing? And it's can we talk about? And I mean, immediately after two of their classmates are murdered, mm-hmm. wearing this costume, we got these fucking jackasses mm-hmm. fucking running around the hall in the fucking murder costume. And when the principal, rightfully so, is upset at them, they're like, "Oh man, it, was just, it wasn't nothing." I was like, "You guys are pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're fucking disrespectful." I feel like Henry Winkler, for one. This guy just cares about his students. Mm-hmm. He didn't deserve to die. And yeah. it's kind of funny to me because I feel like, why did they kill him? Just because? Because <laughs> he's the principal, I guess? Because I don't know. I feel like fucking uh, Billy and Stu never really like showed any inclination. They didn't even mention the principal as like, someone that... Because like, I, I figured maybe they'd be like, oh, he caught us doing this or that or mm-hmm. something like that. Like Some kind of motive. Ink, an inkling of motive, but then again, not everything needs a motive, right? hmm Yeah. I mean, I I honestly wonder if it's just a way to feature Henry Winkler a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can we get him in they this said, film? We got who to be the yeah. principal? <laughs> the fucking Fonz is back at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like he's he's funny and but he's also you're right he's acting right by the students so yeah. he, he doesn't he he does not seem to have any connection to this and i don't think in any of his sequels mm-hmm. it comes up again but no. i do know. think it is very i think he really is a brief little window into human nature because when he displays his power right it's always for good but as soon as he closes that door, he puts the mask on. Yeah. People are infatuated with evil. They always have been. And it's a really interesting concept. So to kind of feel like a little bit of that power, he knows is wrong, but mm-hmm. he chooses to do it anyway, yeah. which is a really interesting thing. If we're looking at it from like an analytical standpoint and to have him immediately killed for that, essentially if we were looking at it from a moral standpoint, punishing him for indulging in that is hmm. probably the only reason that is needed to kill him. Yeah, off. Well, I, yeah I think that's a interesting. Uh, yeah, um, dang, dang, are y'all y'all breaking things down academically right now? <laughs> 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 this essay 
<laughs> He's like, I got a degree in education. Uh-huh. I could educate you, but I could I not could uh, educate you like the Fonz did. But mm-hmm. then I'd be on the chopping block, and I don't want to yep. do that. Yeah, no. But it is fun to just also briefly mention everyone's a suspect. He was mm-hmm. looking a little sus. Wheeling he was. Shears. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah, puts the, the mask on. The and then you're like, yeah. hmm, was it him? Nope. Sick. Nope. This guy gets fucking got. And then seemingly the body's just hidden for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Until they have to do their grand display, which oh, I'm, that one I think we can safely say Billy had to do all that stuff, right? Yeah. Because he wasn't at the party, at the fiesta. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he shows up. For some reason, that just reminded me, I don't know if you heard this. <laughs> so this is going back a little bit, but yeah. uh, Drew Barrymore was being interviewed. And oh, one. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she said, like, oh, like, you know, it's possible that, that Casey Becker is still alive. Like, I could come back in one of these movies. And it's just like there Girl. is a character in the history of horror that is more dead. Yeah. <laughs> this movie doesn't work if Casey Becker is not dead. Mm-hmm. And even if she wasn't dead, she's gonna show up and scream seven, like finally yeah. that she finally makes her reveal like 30 <laughs> years later. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how clean the kills were for you know her and then for the principal maybe that's why i i thought of it but yeah mm-hmm. i heard that i'm just like no no you're dead you're, you're yeah. dead dead honey yeah <laughs> no yeah horror has the trope of no one's ever really dead just like fucking comics but when it's as clear as that yeah I, that's when so your mom funny. screams that hard and that yeah. loud you're dead she's fucking yeah she's dead as hell and i also wonder how the hell they were able to do that so quickly because what an insane move because I have, think that both of the them were there for that one. You think they were both there at the beginning? That's my theory. That's how I think they managed. But Because mm, it's hard to tell when it's both, when it's one or the other. Yeah. But I think it's both for the first. Because somebody had to take care of Steve and deal with um, Casey. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean... Sort of sort of going along here, we can talk more about these characters and what eventually happens, because the mystery is afoot. We only have about three deaths. The principal dies um, while they do Only this. three. Yeah. You know. Which also, they do that very nice shot of the, the Fonz's eyeball, and you can see the ghost face mm-hmm. mask in it, and you're like, damn, dog. They're Quality. Okay. They're cooking right now. I was like, Look that would be a sick-ass tattoo. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You get to have Winkler's eyeball on you and also <laughs> Ghostface. Uh-huh. But they get, you know, they get a fucking curfew, which I think is insane. So we get a party. Because obviously kids, they're mm-hmm. going to party when they should be taking things serious. Which kind of goes back to my point. Didn't even finish it, but. Perfect. Kids, now- kids nowadays are much more disrespectful. You know this would be getting memed. This would be on TikTok. You'd oh, have Ghostface yeah. fucking. I don't know what the latest TikTok dance is, but you'd have people dressed up as ghosts being like, who's next? Meanwhile, their fucking best friend just got butchered two days mm-hmm. ago. It was just mm-hmm. oh, nothing serious anymore. So that would be another thing. And I mean, we have Scream in modern day, I guess. I'm getting ahead of myself, but... <laughs> Old man to, Eddie is spiraling. What I'm trying to get to is mm-hmm. the party. Everything's converging. What happens... Well, I think it's weird that Dewey drops off the girls at the party 
And he actively knows that they're going to drink. And he just lets it happen. Well, and he's, like, constantly trying to be cool slash taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, so he just makes and it. When I wear my badge, yeah. I'm a man of the law. I'm a man of the law. man of the law. Yeah, he... He he bags Courtney Cox. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so funny I have to interject because Kayla and I fucking love this line when he first meets Gail and Gail's like, you know, oh, I'm most popular with men or boys 11 to 24. And he's like, oh, I'm 25. And then at the end, after their great conversation, he's like, oh, and by the way, you know, I was 24 for a whole year. It's yeah. just like, fucking do it. You're so charming. <laughs> Look at this he guy. He's just like a, a beautiful little himbo. Yeah, he's got the fucking, yeah. He's just like a himbo, boyish charm, but he's a man of the law. So he's kind of got some credibility, but also he kind of <laughs> bumbles things up immediately when it's his time to shine. Anyways, we kind of skipped over the uh, rental scene. Oh, the video rental store. Yeah. Um, well, it's great because I got super nostalgic watching that. Mm-hmm. There really is something missing with not having physical media and then like going yes. physically to the store to rent something. I just mm-hmm. have such a like a visceral, vivid. Memory. You can smell it still, right? It can. Like um, I know exactly what Hollywood video smells like yeah. in my mind. That is locked in my Ooh, nose forever. Blockbuster. Mm. Yeah. Um, major video um, oh god yeah and it's just it was so much fun to like go in and like browse the different movies and mm. you know, I, I feel like even if you branded something that was crappy there was still like some sense of all right we gave it a shot i feel like mm-hmm. now streaming i mean you can like tap out if you're like i'm done i can't do this yeah. anymore it's yeah. so easy for you to like find it i also find myself just endlessly and i think this is like a well-established thing a lot of people just endlessly browse now oh, yes man. i'm telling you just to be at the, the video store you have to make a choice yeah mm-hmm. um but I, I just saw that scene and i was like oh man like i miss video stores and i understand like why they don't exist anymore mm-hmm. um, but i i just I had so many fond memories and it seems like it would be such a cool like to have randy's job that would be so much fun <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like, watch horror well because and- now that now that like job is taken over by the comment section right right that's essentially who we have to get our advice from instead of people who prioritize watching films essentially for a living well, and the other thing is, it, it's not just the comment section. Like, it, it is, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like the, like, shutter. I try to, I, I really want to just hide ratings. Oh, like, God. Yeah. It has, like the, skull, like, the five skulls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are useless. Automatically, yeah, like, taints your, your ability mm-hmm. to, to view it. Um, but I was also going to say, when you went to the video store, you're getting a perspective from somebody who is literally the opposite of, of a movie critic and somebody who is around popular mm-hmm. all the time and is not pretentious is like the opposite of pretentious because <laughs> i was gonna say the other thing that people use is rotten tomatoes and i fucking hate rotten oh tomatoes. my god mm-hmm. yeah so much. it's so stupid i don't give two fucks about what some 
horror critic for the New York Times, or so, some movie critic for the uh, New York Times who doesn't think horror is an actual genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they think about the new Exorcist movie, or what they oh, think about, you know, yeah. or the I don't give a shit what they think about like Midsummer or something. Oh my lord! Up its own ass, a twenty four film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, sorry, this is going off the rails here, but no, no, no. Keep, keep <laughs> Old going. man ranting let's hour. Go, let's I go love further it. off the rails. Let's fucking just steer into it. Yeah. And well, pick up speed because it's just I. This is another reason why. We uh, love watching horror movies together is because when you find the people who agree with you and who have mm-hmm. the same taste as you, it's so nice to be able to just fully be like, like these video store guys where they just, you know, they, a lot of them had the job because they love movies and they mm-hmm. want to enjoy movies. Or it feels yeah. like so many critics, it's like, do you even enjoy films? Yeah. <laughs> or do you just watch it just to be up your own ass and be like, if this isn't high art, it's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, like Bird said, a lot of people consider horror just to be like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just still the fucking grindhouse schlock. It's not, you know, anything viable. It doesn't do anything for movies as a whole. And it's just so crazy to be like, okay, all these people who don't even like horror, they said they didn't like this horror movie. So I guess I, a horror fan, won't like it either. It's like, yeah. come mm-hmm. on, man. What, what do I care about what someone rates a movie you you just need to find the people who like the thing that you like which is what the video stores gave you it's like here's a real person did they like it have i liked the other things that they recommended to me yeah then i'm gonna check this out it's just so much fun to like be amongst the people and get that face-to-face conversation feel the passion (laughs) and then pick your thing and also to be under the gun and be like your parents are like hey we need to leave in five minutes. You need to find a movie. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess this one. Because this guy said he really liked it. And I liked the last movie he told me to get. Like, that's what it's all about. It's just like word of mouth, mm-hmm. making connections, not Rotten Tomatoes, not fucking yeah. the comment section. Because to talk about that real quick, it's just so many fucking TikToks come across my feed that are like, here are like the best movies on Hulu. And it's just like all movies I've seen and they're all ass. Like mm-hmm. here are the scariest horror movies. And then it's fucking like Midsommar, Hereditary. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking jump off a cliff myself mm-hmm. if another person tells me <laughs> that fucking Midsommar is like the best fucking horror. I'll say it again. Fucking Ari Aster's a hack in my mind. Okay. <laughs> I, don't fucking, I don't fucking like this guy at all. He makes some ass fucking movies all about fucking just oh, look at this guy. He looks weird. Is that a naked old person? Isn't that creepy? Get the fuck out of here with your fucking <laughs> spirit Halloween, headless body floating up into a treehouse. I fucking hate it so much. And I, I just don't... Oh my God. As soon as anyone says Midsommar Hereditary, their favorite horror movies, I know this is not someone that I want to watch horror with. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, you know, a, a movie that I love, Zoolander, which I'm sure the New York Times... <laughs> loved as well um, yeah. mm-hmm. i feel like i'm taking crazy pills when i'm talking to people about because <laughs> i'm just like did we watch the same thing this is so ridiculous this is yeah. not scary this is and the problem is ari aster has like these kernels of good filmmaking yes aesthetically episode. love it it is excellent like the mm-hmm. scene where they're i mean i want to go back to talking about the screen but the yeah, scene like we'll where they're 
um, tripping on mushrooms is yeah. Like, really oh, yeah. good. And then it. Just, I wish the rest of the movie was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's All do right. this back let's, on the track. Let's take a breath. Let's fucking just turn hard left back onto the tracks. We're talking about Scream. Wait, rent- can oh. we gradually get there? Because there oh, is one point that I wanted to talk about. Back off the tracks. No, we okay. never got back on the right one. Okay. I'm gradually getting, we're going to flip the switch. We are a train fishtailing on dirt right now. Just Anyway, um, real quick, I did want to point something out about specifically both of your interactions with this film. Mm-hmm. Both of your meat cutes specifically. Yeah. That does not occur anymore. People do yeah. not stumble upon media. You oh, have no, to actively seek it out, right? Yeah. You actively go onto your streaming site, you pick out a, a show mm-hmm. instead of like going through the whatever the TV guide mm-hmm. and just kind of flipping through your regular channels right. and seeing what's there. And sometimes watching from the middle because it's already started and you can't yeah. rewind. You're so like, well, things. I guess I'll watch this. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought about that. I was like, yeah, nobody accidentally really watches anything anymore. Yeah, it's weird. You kind of have to intentionally, accidentally mm-hmm. encounter something. Yeah, which is just a bummer. It's the same thing as a video rental store. You just, you just decided to commit to something. Yep. And like Bird said, if you didn't like it, well, you got five days to return it. <laughs> you can't, you know, maybe you <laughs> and can you try better it again rewind tomorrow. it. You better yeah. rewind it before you oh, bring it VCR? back. VCR. Oh, but video rental store, great scene. Randy, Billy, Stu. This is kind of a scene where a lot of people say it's becoming more obvious who the killers are, right? Mm-hmm. But again, the acting is so good. We get the breakdown of Billy's kind of weird because this, this, and this, which is like a lot of horror movies. But also, huh, Randy, you're very knowledgeable. And he's like, yeah, I'll be the first to admit I'm a prime suspect. So it's just very fun interplay between mm-hmm. these three, um, which I think leads us back to the party, back to the finale. The rules. This is where Randy really gives his fucking like breakdown of this is what horror is. The way that uh he breaks down the rules so i think rule number one is you can never have sex mm-hmm. oh. Oh. <laughs> um, popcorn and that is definitely a trope that's talked about uh endlessly in a lot of uh horror criticism mm-hmm. a lot of it goes back to halloween being the first one where again jamie lee curtis is kind of like the shy version and then her two very sexually active friends uh mm-hmm. you know they are punished quote unquote for yeah. their uh vices um which relates then to number two which is um no drinking or drugs uh, they all cheers <laughs> as they're drinking yeah. Yeah. and by the way as randy is saying the rules there's cutting to sydney and billy mm-hmm. um, oh yeah they- about to have sex a little bit of the sex Uh, just a little bit breaking the uh underwear rule rule, yeah and then third uh you can never say i'll be right back Mm because you won't be right back (laughs) 
Stu says, I'll be right back. So good. I love Matthew Lillard. Yeah, masterclass, masterclass. He's just, he's so bought in yeah. as just being this like absolute, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to, we'll get there, but I mean, there's a particular moment where it's like, yeah, he, you could just believe that this man is insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's fucking crazy. But yes, the He's rules are just too so, much. Yeah. It's just so much fun to see. Like, these kids are so cool. They were so cool to me up until a certain point as a kid. And I feel like now as an adult, like, this would be a pretty fun hang. Because oh, yeah. it's, it's essentially what we do now. What we love mm-hmm. doing is hanging out, couple vases, watching a horror movie, just making fun of it, having a laugh, to be British for a second, and just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying ourselves. Because it's so fun that they went to a party and they're watching Halloween. It's yep. like, these are my people. This is exactly who I want to be with. Until they're like, hey, do you want to go see a dead body? And they're like, fuck yeah, I do. Is it our principal? Even better. Someone I no. knew. Let me, let me go see what's happening. You guys are maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But it sets the scene so well. And I think it's so fun that while all these, uh, because surprise, surprise, in the uh, final act, Ghostface shows up. A lot more people die. Mm-hmm. And uh, while all this is happening, they're able to use the Halloween soundtrack and Halloween like horror cues for the Scream movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Like they play the little da-da-da when like someone, you know, sees something like, oh shit. And like when uh Dewey goes in, it's doing the dun 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 dun. Yep. Just like high tension. Dewey, Dewey doesn't know what's going on. So again, that's just using another horror movie soundtrack as your horror movie soundtrack is just so so good so smart so fantastic there's one particular we'll talk about it um when we get to the end mm-hmm. there's one particular scene where there's like a very clear reversal of halloween that is particularly awesome yeah but we'll get there um one thing i wanted to mention is uh, so when dewey and gail weathers come into the party mm-hmm um, you know, mm-hmm. Gail's trying to get the story. She's trying to, you know, have like a breaking exclusive eyewitness account. <laughs> yeah. And she puts the camcorder, like hides it underneath the TV. Mm-hmm. And then we get the additional meta thing of oh. that moment where uh, Ra- uh not Randy, uh, I think it's Kenny is the cameraman mm-hmm. car with Sydney, who has, you know, escaped the house, and they're watching the tape delay of the camcorder and seeing Ghostface coming up behind Randy, who's watching, saying, turn around, (laughs) turn around. And then we get them in the truck watching the delay saying, oh, my God, kid, turn around, turn around. Mm -hmm. Just so much fun. The Uh, layering. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you layer it to the actual audience, watching them watch Randy watch Lori and be like, hey, Randy, look the fuck out. <laughs> like, we love you. We don't want you to die, man. Ah, oh, it's so smart. Speaking of another smart scene, Tatum's death. Ridiculous. Absolutely batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And a perfect encapsula- encapsulation, bird's word, not mine, because I can't even pronounce it, of <laughs> Scream 
this team is great for, for multiple reasons. One, it includes the, it starts with the stereotypical, like, oh, there's like a crash and then there's a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's just the cat. Dips and out. Then, <laughs> then Tatum turns around, or uh, she's trying to open the garage door and it doesn't open all the way. Mm-hmm. And she like waits for it to go all the way down. She could have easily escaped, but decides not to. No, 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 you can't do that, man. That's dangerous. <laughs> Then she turns around and there's Ghostface. She thinks it's Randy. Yeah. And says, like, fun, you know, like a fun little game with him. It's like, oh, do you want to play Psycho Killer? Yeah. <laughs> I, victim. I don't want to be in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. And then whenever it's become clear that it's not Randy, that it's somebody else. Yeah. And that this person is trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. She attempts to escape the garage by climbing out the cat door, which she is too big to go through. Yeah, uh, parts of her are too big. Right. <laughs> um, Them titties are ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. That's got to be intentional. Like the oh yeah. Uh, like just yeah, very very Jesus. much like meant to be a little comedic. Mm-hmm. Then um. Ghostface decides, cool, like I'm gonna kill her by raising the garage door. Which <laughs> I was watching this with my partner last night, and we both uh-huh. were just like, "There's no way that that garage, that that little chain could." Hold. No, 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 no. Hey, well, we're talking about a lift master, my guy. All right, this is yeah, not a lift this master. Is, <laughs> this is good technology. You can trust that brand. <laughs> that brand name. You see what it did to Tatum. <laughs> so. Not only that, so like stuck, then like she's stuck in this thing, wouldn't hold the weight, but then it comes all the way up and then like, like yeah. cracks her neck and then there's Ugh. like this explosion. And it's just like, and then also, I, I don't know if there's the exact same head tilt as there is in like Halloween, but like Ghostface is kind of like watching it. Yeah. Quietly, like closes the door. Well, like, well, I did my job. Meanwhile, the cat's looking back, like, "Holy shit, dude!" I tried to tell her, but she didn't run out the door quick enough. But yeah, it's it's absurd. It's funny. It, but it is like also like scary. It's it's everything that you want from Mm -hmm. screen. It's a fantastic scene. It finally boils down to the final decision reveal of who this ghostface person is after the sex scene we get the beautiful uh, choice where ghostface comes in sydney after banging billy which is interesting it's like you maybe maybe sydney talk about this before you have sex with the man maybe not, maybe but maybe post nut clarity you know she had it uh, you think she came hey come on it's billy yeah, hmm. that man knows what he's doing. Does he know where the clitoris is? Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> I love the way he screams her name. It's so good, <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> but yeah, post nut clarity. She's like, huh, uh, you Ghostface, right? And there's like, no, it's not me. And then Ghostface comes up, stabs his ass. Sydney's like, oh shit, it wasn't him. Running out, we get like. Everyone who's still alive is here. Do we get stabbed in the back? But we get Randy, Stu, 
running up on Sydney, being like, oh, please help me, Jesus Christ, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him. She doesn't know who to trust. Mm-hmm. But she knows Billy, stumbling down the stairs, bleeding like crazy, isn't Ghostface, because he just got stabbed. Gives mm-hmm. him the gun. Randy teleports inside. And it's just like, hey, yo, what's happening? He doesn't teleport inside. He goes to the front door. But I digress. He teleports. Essentially teleporting. <laughs> he teleports you know, I teleport into my apartment every day. And we get the fucking heel turn of all heel turns. <sighs> where Billy uses the line from Psycho, which he references. We all go a little mad sometimes. Turns around. Bop! Randy sells that gunshot like it's a fucking locomotive. This man goes flying through this table. <laughs> and then we got our hands on our head like, holy shit. How is Billy the killer? Because he's hot. Because <laughs> he's hot. Well, mm-hmm. in fact, there's not just one of them. Who's the other killer? Stu. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Stu. Two killers. One ghost face. We're in the kitchen. And we have just, oh my goodness, Billy and Stu here. And I mean, Sydney reacting to all this is amazing as well. Because again, as Bird said, everyone's acting. But Billy and Stu are fucking acting in this. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the way they do the scene. Almost everything they say in this is just so fucking good so quotable mm-hmm. so memorable you see it one time you're gonna remember it until your last days it is just every single like e- e- like the intonation why why yeah <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> you know asking about the motive mm-hmm. you hear that too i think she wants a motive so it, it's just like again it's funny especially mm-hmm. too. I mean, being hilarious. Yeah, uh, his fucking ad libs and like one liners. He oh, comes in and he's like, it's a surprise, Sydney. And then you uh, just know he's there. Uh, the no Sharon Stone thing. Yeah. Let's face it, your mom, she's no Sharon Stone. No Sharon Stone. He's fucking <laughs> spitting. This one screamer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Because it's so well acted and because it's so over the top, you. You kind of gloss over how dumb the motive is, and and, yeah. that, and I say that like as it's intentionally dumb. Oh yeah, the, oh, yeah absolutely. The, you your mom like had an affair with my dad, and then my mommy ran away, mm-hmm. and it's like that's your motive for like murdering multiple people, and mm-hmm. it kind of is making fun of the fact that it's this man who's like so like insecure and shy mm-hmm. and just wants his mommy mm-hmm. is the killer um and it puts like the really kind of passive role onto the guy that the killer instead of the person being like passive and kind of like whiny and, and childish being like the final girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Lori and, and I'm not like insulting Lori. I love Lori. Lori. <laughs> but but Lori's throat is like very like passive and like yeah. Oh, yeah. and all this stuff. And... She's very much a girl. She right. is a and girl, not a woman. She is a parts, girl. Billy is in that moment a boy, like a mm-hmm. like, like a little boy. Um yeah, he's happy is. he got away with it. They're throwing these, they're having a little hissy fit. 
they're yeah. excited, but then, uh-oh, things start going wrong. Yeah, and, you know, I was going to say, Stu was also a boy in that moment with, like, how giddy he is, how mm-hmm. fun, how much fun he's having. Because, like, Billy gives the motive, and then we have Stu. And Stu's motive, which he, he kind of, like, says it as a throwaway thing. He just says, like, oh, peer pressure. But he says it, this isn't really my motive. This is just what I'm going to say. Like, yeah. Stu is sort of exhibiting in this the most, like, I guess you could say psychopathic tendency of, like, he's mm-hmm. just fucking having fun killing people and, like, acting out horror movies and going along with his friend and, like, just being, like, you know, boys will be boys. And he just keeps doing it until he's murdering people with his friend. And mm-hmm. he's just, not only that, but another boyish thing, which again is played for a laugh, and it is fucking hilarious, when Sydney sort of turns the table on them. Because their their grandmaster plan also, which I guess is kind of smart, involves them stabbing each other to look like they were also attacked. They'll blame it on Sydney's dad, yada, yada, yada. Sydney turns it around on them. And says that she already called the cops. And he's like, did you really call the cops? And she says, yeah. He's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, look at this boy. Just like, He's also fucking woozy. So maybe yeah. he's mm-hmm. losing his mind. But God, the way these two break down, they go from like the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. And the way they act, like Stu's like tapping the table, like can't even speak. Like a boy, a kid, yeah. just like, oh, oh, the gun is not here. What the fuck? It's just such a good, I don't know. It's just so much fun to watch these guys. Well, mm-hmm. Another great line in that is, you know, Sydney's like, uh, you two watch one too many horror movies. Mm-hmm. And then Billy's like, don't you blame the movie, Sid? Horror movies don't create serial killers. Horror movies make serial killers more creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I also think is very much a direct criticism of critics that trash horror and say, like, mm-hmm. this is just people, like, promoting, like, awful things. And oh, yeah. I probably plugged it the last podcast I was on, but Men, Women, and Chainsaws, uh, which is a great work of horror criticism from the late 90s. Oh, uh-huh. Carol Clover, she writes about how she wanted to do this genre study of horror and how like all these like depraved men and boys were going to like watch like women get slaughtered and that's the book that she planned to watch mm-hmm. but then as she surveyed people and watched these movies she realized that her hypothesis was wrong mm. and that actually people are going and they're rooting for the female final girl they're rooting for the protagonist they actually are not going to watch you know all of this happen they're actually going for the opposite they're they're going to root for a protagonist like you would in any sort of story that has a hero or our main character mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of a similar sort of moment here where you know sydney is like playing like the oh this is clearly like the horror movie's fault and it's like no it, it's not these two people were already fucked up. Like, yeah. and mm-hmm. like media they've consumed, right? Like, Billy's a baby and Stu's an insane, you know, an insane person that is weirdly obsessed with his best friend and will just do whatever he wants. Sydney's such a good final girl because she's so active and she like actively fights 
And she like doesn't give up. She outsmarts them and she uses their own stuff against them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even more show like show that she's even more in control. You know, like she's actively thinking and outsmarting these boys, these <laughs> fucking idiots by the end, who are just they weaken themselves by stabbing each other. They're fucking fumbling around and they didn't have a plan if anything went wrong. But Neve, she uses their tricks against them. Randy comes back. Gail's there. Sydney's there. They're all around each other. Randy being the horror aficionado that he is. I cannot say big words. Horror That's aficionado. Okay. Says, you know, there's always one less scare. And we get the only moment where the ghost face killers are ever sort of supernatural. Is that final scare. But the bullet through the head definitely put a quick stop to that. So I, I want to mention one last thing. Oh yeah. So, you know, you were talking earlier about the movie within the movie Halloween happening while all of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to to that point where Sydney's kind of portrayed as the anti Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. So the scene that's happening in the movie as Billy is looking for where Sydney's hiding because she's taken the voice modifier modulator mm-hmm. and she's you know, hiding somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So the scene that's happening is the scene in Halloween where Lori's hiding in the closet mm-hmm. and Michael Myers is, like, reaching in to the closet to find Lori. Mm-hmm. And Billy actually turns to watch this scene and he turns, and as he turns, Sydney opens the closet that she's hiding in and scream mm-hmm. and stabs him. So... As uh, the ghost face killer at that point, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's kind of the opposite, right? Whereas Michael Myers is going to find Lori, Sydney is jumping out of the closet mm-hmm. to basically find slash stab Billy. Oh, which yeah. is great. Also, I love that she dressed up as ghost face, which was not necessary. Yeah, but. she decided not to put e- everything on just for. To immediately take it off as soon as she stabs someone, but you know it's fine. She she she's likes to play it up. She's dramatic. In other, is it the second one, the third one? She's an actor. She does a little stage play. You know. Oh, that's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. No. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that's true. And it's funny that you know Billy can't help himself. He's got to look at the movie real quick. He's like, oh damn, mm-hmm. I love this scene. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, for real. The, uh, the point about the movie just kind of ending, uh, mm-hmm. my partner, was, she was saying when we watched it last night, she's like, man, they did that in the 90s. Like, they just ended the movie. Like, there, there's That's no, it. like, you That's know, <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, like, we have, like, 20 endings or, like, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, she would not like that um, comparison. She loves that movie. But, um uh making but like there's no we don't need a raw raw speed we the the story's over right yeah yeah you're right yeah obviously there are sequels Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. scream 2 i'm a fan of i like a lot um scream 3 is not a great movie but it's fun yeah not great but good i think you know i enjoy that as well Scream 4, well, kind of the same, you know, like, it's all right. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think they did a good job modernizing it. 
you know, sure. sort of bringing it. And I was recently seeing that a lot of people are going back to Scream 4 and seeing it as a uh, return to form for the series. Yeah, and I think that's that's fair. Like, there's some good gravitas to it. Which is interesting, because Scream 5. And we are in the minority on this. I know, once again. It's, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I thought it was awful. Uh, it was so terrible. Oh, horrendous. Could, could <laughs> not do it. Did not enjoy, and I and I tried to give it so many chances. I tried to like it. I wanted to like it. Oh yeah, but yeah, just stuff like that is just—it's so hard to just be like, "What is everyone else seeing that I'm not seeing?" Like how how do I just not like this movie at all, and yet it's apparently fantastic? I don't know. Yeah, I just think that they took the original premise of being meta way too far like they just yeah they thought they were being so clever but they weren't and it got to the point where it wasn't even like tongue-in-cheek it was just like uh you see what we're doing right you see what we're yeah. doing? It's like, do you I, get I, it yes I, turn to I, the I, camera audience do you understand what we're yeah. doing right now do you get the reference yeah <laughs> This is a horror movie that knows it's a horror movie. Oh, did, boy. You, did you understand it? The only good thing about the fifth one was uh, David Arquette. Dewey was excellent. He oh, was awesome. My God, Dewey. Yeah. But What's that? Was... trash. Yeah. And they did Dewey dirty in that. And for yeah. what? Just the shock, air quotes, shock value of it all. I think it was wasted. No need. And then Scream 6, I know, Bird, I don't think you've watched it yet. However, we did, and they, at least in our opinion, managed Mm -hmm. to somehow... Chorus correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is hard when it's the sixth one, but I think it it sort of brought things, once again, back to form. It had a ghost face in it that I think was far more brutal than past ones. But I I think it was very good. They did a good job. Uh, not the best, but definitely better than the fifth one. Yeah. And they're, appara- they're apparently making a seventh. What the hell? I think it's rumored that they're going to make a seventh one. I mean, horror, that's just the way it is. They just, yeah. There's much made. But I think they're going to do the seventh, similar to Halloween Ends, to where it's going to sort of like wrap things up. I think that's the rumor for it. So we'll see. Hey, maybe maybe Casey will be back. She'll be back to, (laughs) she'll stuff those intestines back in her body and, you know, pick herself up by her bootstraps and come back and she'll get us for one last scream. Ah! I will turn it off the second that she Just fucking pull the plug. Nope. TV, VCR, out of the (laughs) wall. (laughs) I'm done with this. There's also the rumor that Stu, because, hey, did that TV really kill him? Now, that one I would buy more. Um, like I, I again I still have there's a lot of plot holes slash reasons why I, I oh yeah yeah no but I'd buy Stu being alive more than Casey Becker being alive oh, oh yeah absolutely <laughs> all right well shall we wrap things up here is there anything else to say let's wrap it up all right I don't well, think let's so. get on down to the DTR define this relationship we met it once upon a time. Now, with our old age, how do we feel about Scream? I enjoy 
Ghostface. I think not only are they iconic, but they are also a silly, goofy guy most of the time. And I mean, I it's just so fun to get to see how different people interpret Scream, how iconic it is, and just, I don't know. There's something about Ghostface that's just so cute. Cute. He's just a cute little guy. All right. I love it. And it's spooky. Mm-hmm. Spooky and cute. Two of my favorite things. So I don't know if I'm necessarily show dependent on Scream. I like it a lot. But it's really hard because unlike you guys, I didn't meet it as a child. So I've never really experienced the actual kind of like fear. Hmm. Other than the kind of general unnerving opening of the movie. None of the rest of it's really scary to me. I just see him as a a silly, goofy guy that decides to take things way too far. Silly, goofy guy. He <laughs> murdered like seven people. Yeah, I said he took things too far. <laughs> or they did in cold blood. Yeah. I like how you're still treating it as one person. It's still Scream. Yeah, it's the Scream. Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. For my part, I mean... Similar to Halloween, this for me is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, especially, you know, of an older horror movie, 1996. I think this stands the test of time and will stand the test of time till the end of time. It is such a well done horror film. It came out in the time where it needed to come out to be that breath of fresh air. And it also, when it first came out didn't do the scream five thing of sort of insulting the audience and like mm-hmm. being so hand over fist uh, is it hand over fist or ham fisted or just be yes just what the fuck does that mean anyway what does that mean i think it just means like you have a big kind of meaty hand this boy got a big hand. <laughs> so instead of like you don't have like instead a, of having a gentle hand Yes, exactly. Oh. It's heavy-handed. Yes, that's another one that we could use. You know, it's not it's not insulting the audience. It came out and said, we're going to laugh along with the audience. We're going to be right there with you. We're going to point out the tropes, but we're going to do it in such a way where we're still going to make a great horror film. The acting, exquisite. Some of my favorite characters in horror all time are in this. Billy and Stu as the killer is... Just so, so iconic to me in my life. I love both of these guys, especially Stu. His acting is so over the top and yet still feels grounded. And some of the best lines are in this film. I love the Scream franchise. Scream 5 was a miss. But other than that, I pretty much enjoy all the other ones, even for the schlock of like 3 and 4. Um, But yeah, I'm excited if they're going to do more. I even liked, we didn't even talk about it, but there's like a Scream TV series that was on MTV. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's MTV, but I think it's actually pretty well made. It's kind of like its own thing, and it does the whole scream mystery horror thing well. So I think even that, you know, I the scream brand even brought me to MTV as an adult of like, hey, let me watch this when I was like 28, 29, and I enjoyed it. So scream to me, I'm 100% show dependent. I'll watch any scream that comes out. 
I won't exactly like all of them, but I'll watch them. Yeah, I mean, it it still is a top five horror movie for me. I I couldn't agree more that it just holds up to this day. It seems like there's so many movies and and so much media that tries to copy the meta thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it it doesn't work, or at the very least, even when it does work, it doesn't work to the extent that it does to this film. Like I think a good example of like um, did you ever see Drag Me to Hell when that came out in like 2009? Funny enough, I think I saw like the end of it on cable. Oh, okay. <laughs> so stumbled upon it. Yeah. So, so Drag Me to Hell is uh, a similar kind of like horror. Mm-hmm comedic element that one i would say is more of a horror comedy than this is oh for sure yeah but what i what i saw was very comedy right but, but like it still does the winking thing and it, it's pretty decent i like i like driving hell it's a good movie but it, it's not scream um, no so you know even when it's done well it's not done as well as the original you know meta horror um it's it's so it's so excellent you know, I, I probably am not the. I think I am more tied to the original movie than I am to the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like Scream Two. I really think that's a fun, good movie. Um, but you know, the series itself, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm in some ways, I kind of get sad whenever I watch uh, a sequel to Scream, and I see like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like, ah, oh, it's not as good as the original. Well, I, I just there's something about Stumacher's house and mm-hmm. the whole world of just the original by itself that I kind mm-hmm. of like, the bubble you know, that it exists in. But like when they go to the university, it just it I don't know. It just feels like a completely different thing, and that thing is fine, but it's yeah. not magic of the first one. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to something like Halloween, where I actually do really love the series, um, even if it gets really kind of off the rails at certain points. So anyhow, the series maybe not so much for me, mm-hmm. but the, the original Scream, I absolutely show dependent on it for sure. Fantastic. Yeah, man, that's a that's a very good distinction. Yeah. Because I'm in it for the name brand. You're in it for the first one, you know? Yeah. And I'm What's in that? it for the hot guys. <laughs> Which I definitely understand. Well, with that being said, first, we have to give a big resounding applause to our buddy, our friend, once again, the horror guy himself. Bird, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. We hope to have you back, you know, maybe for another non-Halloween one, but we'll definitely have you back, hopefully, in another year. Because once again, if it's Halloween, it's got to be Bird. (laughs) He's going to be here to break it down and to give us a little bit more of that uh, academic breakdown for these scenes. Because I hadn't thought about that with the, uh, you know, Halloween stuff, the parallel and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm over here just eating it up. Iron in the books. And you have books. <laughs> and you ain't gotta be, man. No, you, you know what? You're right. But either way, thank you, Bird, once again. Very much appreciated. Do you have Anything you'd like to say, maybe to the horror community out here who could be listening, what do you got to let them know? Hmm, I'm sure something will come to me as soon as I leave. Because I was going to say, like, this isn't even like a... Because I think the last time I recommended horror in the high desert, which is excellent. Like, oh, yeah. 
movie um as opposed to like i was gonna say oh you should watch barbarian which is not a quiet like <laughs> no yeah. barbarian is like an excellent excellent movie um no i don't think i have anything in particular that i want to plug um i am hopeful that the new fall of the house of usher series yes yeah. Will be good because I really like Mike Flanagan. I I didn't love I, I I didn't really give it a full shot, so maybe I need to watch the whole thing. I didn't really love the Midnight Club. Uh, uh, neither did we. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was a little too like all these plucky kids. I don't know. It's just not my thing. <laughs> fucking but, kids. But I mean, the guy who did he said plucky, stuff. not fucking. No, I know what I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I know but what he said did, too. Hill House masterpiece. Oh. And the guy who did Midnight Mass, absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like and I still liked um uh Bly. turn of the yeah, Black Manor, the ones based yeah. off Turn of the Screw. I still yeah. liked it, you know, not to the extent of those other two, but I still oh, thought it was sure. good. So um, you know, I definitely wanna uh I, I'm hopeful that it's good. I like that it's kind of like a new take. Um I loved most Edgar Allan Poe stories, and that's a really good one. So, um, I don't have anything plugged because I haven't seen it, but yeah. <laughs> no, but um, we're hopeful. A hopeful recommendation. Yes. Well, Bert, thank you for the recommendation. Thank you for being on the podcast one more time. And if anyone out there enjoyed what you heard, please do us a favor give us a follow, give us a like, subscribe, share with your cool friend group that hangs out around the fountain openly talking about murders and making jokes that are just way 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 too soon to be Mm -hmm. making jokes about that hey they can follow the show dependent podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts google apple spotify you can also follow the podcast on twitter on instagram on tiktok that is at show dependent pod and once again at sho dependent pod for myself you can follow me on twitter on twitch on tiktok at Victor V. Sweet and my love. Kayla, where can you be found? You can find me in the corner. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Hoping to not get murdered. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Not doing much, just looking at the wall. And, uh, I guess you could also find me on Twitter at PJVivich. Next time on the Show Dependent Podcast, we will be talking about a film I probably haven't seen since I was about four years old, but in my mind, will stand the test of time and just, you know, bring me all the good slash slightly weird feelings that it did as a youth. And that movie is Jim Henson's movie, The Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what they make? Yeah. The, the Skeksis? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about them. Fuck. Uh, I can hear me with the phone, Dick!